Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the most important chapter in all of Bible prophecy. Now, I have a correction to make uh, from yesterday's program, if you watched it. Since this is very important, I thought it is important enough to back up and show you the correction. Yesterday, uh, according to the prophecy of what uh, Jason Meek saw in his dream, he said he saw a man that he thought was the Antichrist, and he put the name to me, Louis Jordan. So I looked up Louis Jordan, and this was the only Julius Jordan I could find. Today I get an email from Jason. He said, no, no, he said, my mistake, I misspelled it. <clears throat> Last name is J-O-U-R, not J-O-R. He says, and he sent me a picture. He says, this is what the guy I saw in the dream looked like. And uh, let, let me back up and, and explain to you. He says, I've never seen a skin tone exactly like his. <clears throat> I also saw him from his left side. He had facial hair and hair appearance of very young and attractive actor, Louis Jordan, but with a straighter nose. So today he sent me this picture, and he said, this is what the guy looks like. And he has, had a, a darker complexion than this, and a body build of Obama, and he was not African American. Now that I've got that correction put out there, let's get on. Okay, so since I'm about to bring you what I think is the most important chapter for everybody to know, I think you need, I need to answer the question because I know we've got a lot of loose, new listeners and they don't know who I am. Why should I listen to this guy? He's given me his opinion. Why is his opinion going to be any better than anybody else's opinion? So here's the answer to that. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God helped me. It was not my wisdom, but God's. And during that time, I received 30 revelations or deeper understanding. In other words, wisdom just jumped into my brain that was not there before. I also got two visions. One of them was the secret door. One of them was to write a book. And that uh, is saying that not everything can be learned by audio and video, as I had thought up to that point. Sometimes we need to see it in writing. And I received the spirit of revelation. My wife says it was the second biggest change in my life. The biggest change was when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And she said that when I got that spirit of revelation, everything changed. Uh, as in a good way, <laughs> uh, meaning a deeper understanding. Now, the first question you're going to say is, so why is this chapter the most important of all of the chapters in the Bible to understand Bible prophecy? Every person on earth must know what is in this chapter because this is the chapter that's going to warn them not to take the mark of the beast, for them to be able to spot and to know what it is. Because without this chapter... Missing the, or, um, taking the mark would be okay. Without this chapter, having a world government would be a good idea. As a matter of fact, having a world government, if Jesus is in charge, is a good idea. But world government with the devil in charge is not a good idea. And without this chapter, the Antichrist would all sound like a pretty good idea. Now, I believe that you will discover at least one, probably several new revelations. I'm talking about the ones that are familiar with the Bible prophecy, studied a lot. You would even consider yourself one capable of teaching Bible prophecy. If that's you, I can almost promise you that yes, you will learn something. You will see something. You will get a revelation if you stay with this program today. This is not going to be a rehash. You're going to get some new information on why this chapter is the most important chapter 
about Bible prophecy. And the chapter I'm talking about is Revelation 13. Now, I'm going to spend some time explaining several things for you to really get it. Not just a superficial, but a rather deep explanation. Revelation 13 says, John speaking, I stood upon the sand of the sea. The sea is people. I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, or the people, having seven heads and ten horns. Now, I believe that those seven heads and ten horns are these. In other words, it's the seven continents of the planet divided into ten global regions. Each one of those global regions will have a ruler. That's what it's saying. Seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, meaning each one of those ten global regions will have a ruler. But that's part of the shock I'm about to bring to you. And I have to say, I didn't know this information two months ago. This is new information, but as we get closer to these things being fulfilled, God shows us more. And I'm about to bring you some new stuff this morning. Upon his horses, ten crowns, upon his heads, the name of blasphemy, meaning each one of the leaders of these ten ten nations right here, each one of them will blaspheme God. In other words, it's a direct attack against God. And the beast I saw was likened to a leopard. Okay, so it's based upon a leopard. Now, we know that the leopard is Islam or the Muslims. I could take a long time to explain it, but I'll simply say it this way. Just do your search on leopards. Where they live, how they live, how they fight, how they reproduce, and then do a research on Muslims. You'll find that where the leopards live is pretty much where the Muslims live. How they live, how they fight, how they reproduce, everything is in the same pattern of the leopard. So it is saying that the world government is going to be largely based upon the leopard. What? How can that be? The Muslims don't rule the world. No, not yet. But after the Western powers get done destroying each other, they will. The leopard, his feet, where's the feet of a bear? That would be the Russian bear. So Russia is going to be a large part of it, or about a third of it. The bear in his mouth is the mouth of a lion. That would be England specifically and those of all of her nations that once she once ruled. In other words, this is most of the Western powers. So what it's really saying is it's going to be a world government that is largely based upon what's left of the world after World War III. And of course, World War III does not officially conclude until Armageddon. Nevertheless, it's going to be uh, the Muslims, leopards, the Russian bear, and all of the Western powers or the lion. But the dragon, in other words, Lucifer, gives this group of ten nations, this power, power to rule the world, because as uh, he said to Jesus, he says, it's been given to me, it is mine, and I can give it to whom I want to. So he gives the power and authority to this world government. Now, let's go on. And the ten horns, which I saw, are ten kings, which receive no kingdoms yet. Now, if you'll notice, I jumped from Revelation 13 over to Revelation 17. Why? Because We got new information. If you go back and you look at me teaching this years ago, I didn't have this new information. But again, as we go along, God gives us more information. And he's certainly given us more information on this. So, these ten horns are ten kings or ten rulers of these nations here. And it says they've received no kingdoms yet. Now, okay, wait a minute. 
What I didn't exactly put together until recently is right now, are those nations, do they have rulers right now? Yes, they do. Okay, but yet the scripture says that they have no kingdoms yet. So it has to be rulers. This is the big, okay, wow. <laughs> this is a big revelation. This is saying that the rulers of these areas are not alive yet. <laughs> I didn't write it. Look, here's what it says. They received no kingdoms yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. Now, based upon other scriptures, which I won't go into, we know that when God refers to one hour in, this, in the book of Revelation, he's referring to one seven-year period because we know that that's how long the seven-year tribulation lasts is seven years. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Now, the big revelation is who are these leaders of these, of these ten nations. Who are the leaders? And many of them are not alive yet. Some of them we understand from Vicki Parnell, as I will explain, have just recently come back to life, and I'll explain that in a minute. So here it is. This is from B Vicki Parnell. This is Return of False Gods, and I read this on the program yeah, a week ago, two weeks ago. She says, uh, 120 of 23. My eyes are open. I'm seeing and speaking this. For the first time, it came to me like this. I was seeing different, but I was also hearing Jesus speak to me. I'd been praying, and I'm in prayer for days now, and I was heavy in prayer, and I started seeing. So she's seeing an open, awake vision. I started seeing these Egyptian false gods. I hear Anakims. Now, if you'll skip down to the bottom scripture here, it says the people are greater and smaller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. And moreover, we were seeing the sons of the Anakims there. So when she says she sees the word Anakims, those are the giants. Now we know also, as of about a year ago, two different people were told by the Lord what the seven thunders are. And I remember many years of my life, somebody would say, okay, is there anything else I can help you with? You know, and I would sometimes joke with them and I'd say, yeah, what the seven thunders say? Because nobody knew. We didn't learn that until about a year ago. Now we know. The seven thunders say, or said, release the giants. The Anakims are the giants. That's part of understanding this. Now what are the giants? Well, you go back into Revelation 6, about verse 4. It says that the sons of God came down and made over the daughters of men, and their offspring were mighty men of old, men of renown. And you look up that word old in the Greek or the Hebrew, and it's eternal, meaning once the fallen ones had mated with the daughters of men, their offspring were giants that did not die. Let me say it again. Giants that did not die. They did not inherit the death seed from Lucifer. So they were still lying. As a matter of fact, uh, Steve Quayle says that there was a giant back to, what is it, 10, 15 years ago, that was found up in Afghanistan, up in the mountains. They had killed several of, of, our, of our guys for a uh, squad with a squad automatic weapon was told to shoot him in the head and killed him. And he weighed, I think it was 1,100 pounds. Says he was fast. He already killed two or three of them before they could blink an eye when they went up there. Anyway, the point is, there are giants, and the seven thunders say, release the giants. That's a key if you're going to understand Revelation 13. I told you, I'm going to be bringing you some revelations, some new information you didn't know before, 
and it's only just getting started. There's more. Okay. I'd been praying, and I heard the word anakims. Then I heard ankh. Okay, what's the ankh? That's really important because the ankh is the sign for life, and what they mean by it is eternal life. I'm going to show you something. You, just, you haven't seen this before. At least I hadn't seen it before. It's very, very important. I hear Ankh. Then I heard the name Isis, Horus, revived, 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 out of stasis, out of stasis. Look, we could go forth Parnell. Does not have connections to understand all of what she's getting. And that's what I see. A lot of times, like Dana Coverstone, a lot of these other wonderful servants of the Lord are hearing things that they don't totally understand. And frankly, some of these things you and I don't understand until we do some studying. But she says some very important things. Let me go on. Back to life. Back to life regenerated. Now, if you've done any studies into the pyramids, you know that the pyramid kings, or the kings and that they found in the pyramids, and they didn't find pyramid, kings in all of the pyramids, like the Great Pyramid of Giza didn't have, they didn't find a king in that one, okay? But they had been told that they were going to come back to life. Now, we Christians, we were able to lied to. Maybe they weren't. You see, because they put grain, they put boats, they put chariots, they put everything a person would need if they're coming back to life. I never saw it this way. This is another one of the big revelations. But what if Lucifer through the gods that were coming down to the people back in the days before Moses, back in the days of Pharaoh, back in the days when they built those pyramids. What if he told them that when they died, if they followed him, he would bring them back to life? What if he was telling the truth? What if they now are, release the giants, what if they are now, through high technology, coming back to life, life just as Lucifer promised them some thousands of years ago. What? Wait a minute. It fits. Let's go on. Back to life. Back to life. Regenerated. Regenerated by DNA. Then I see these are already here on earth. In other words, some of them. These shall be unloosed to roam the earth during the three days of darkness. Then I see many false gods. I see Zeus with his thunderbolt, Poseidon standing above the ocean with the trident, I see Ares, God of War. All these I know will trace back to original other names, possibly. And then I see Medusa. The serpents are coming. The serpents are coming. They're coming for their seed. Wait a minute. What's it saying? It's saying that Lucifer is bringing his servants from thousands of years ago, Zeus, Poseidon, Ares, back to life. Oh, they can't do that. Wait a minute. Yes, they can. According to what Vicki Parnell has been told and some other people, they have the technology to do it. Their unholy seed, the serpents of the seed, are releasing in, but the moments of time I'm hearing from the heavens. So this is a, a picture that they downloaded off the internet, and I'm going to read, try, not try to read these ten names. <clears throat> Isis, Khonsu, Seshat, Sobek, Osiris, Horus, Sikhmet, Nathor, Set, Taweret, Amun, Thoth, and can't say I can't read the last one. But they're here. Anubis, Ammon, Ra, Shu, Horus, Seth, 
Toth, Osiris, Isis, Hathor, Geb, and Atom. Now, what I want you to notice is what is in every one of their hands. See that right down there? Okay, it's every one of their hands except this one, Osiris. But he has something like that up here. Uh, and he has the, the staff and also the flail, which means the, the beginning and the end. So once again, Horus, or Osiris, could also be coming back to life. So here's the revelation I want to bring to you today. Since we know that these ten kings have no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast, what if, through high technology, in the underground secret little bases, what if these ten kings, from way back in the Pharaoh days, back when they had technology to lift those big stones and make those pyramids and things like that, what if they really are being brought to life? What if they really are going to be the kings that rule over the ten global regions where they cut up the seven continents into ten global regions? Now, let's go on. So I see a devastating earthquake. I see the number eight. I hear, this is still Vicky Parnell. I hear a roaring sound like thunder. Massive anger thunder is the earth cracking and groaning. I see people running to and fro, screaming hysterically. Some look to be of a lighter color skin with dark hair. I see false gods walking on the earth. In other words, not just in the three days of darkness. These are fallen ones. Satan's elite. Isn't that what she's saying? Isn't she saying she's seeing these gods, and perhaps other ones too, once again walking on the earth? Isn't that what it says when they have no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast? Isn't that what it's saying? I see false gods walking on the earth. These are fallen ones, Satan's elite. They are here now, but others are coming in the darkness, pulled out of the bondage and captivity, once bound by Father God, but now loosed through high technology. They enter this world through the portals, such as CERN and others. There's like four of them, according to Vicki. They're pulled through this physical realm and then set free. Set free to rule us. I hear all because of sins not repented of. But my mercy is still available at this moment of time, O sinner man, O sinner woman and child. I see rulers, dignitaries, and leaders all covering in the luxurious hideaways, trembling in fear. I can see them inside the darkness. The darkness itself moves, moves through a body passing right through it, crawling upon the skin and passing through the mind. Forgive us, God, for we have sinned. Our people, our nation, and world have sinned. The released demons, again, that's released the giants. That's what we were told. The released demons and fallen ones, entities of all kinds, all levels, are almost crazed with the release into freedom. They come angry after being bound by Father God's command for so long. So long? How long? All the way back to the days of the pyramid, back to the days of the early pharaohs. I see lights as the bride goes up like streaks. I'm now looking down on the earth from above. I see the world go totally dark except for a few pinpricks of light. This is not the outer darkness, but a world without Jesus' pride. The ancient gods have returned. The ancient gods have returned. You see it said it twice. So is it saying that Osiris and these other gods are going to rule and reign and they return? 
I hear again, woes have come, so much woe upon woe. There's the three woes out of Revelation. Oh God, help us. Daughter, there's no help left to be given except for those who are mine and shall be mine. It's Satan's time now to rule your world, although but for a short time. His time has come. Now let's go back to Revelation 13. Again, I say the most important chapter in Bible prophecy. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. Okay, so one of these ten kings that had no kingdom as yet, but were given kingdoms as kings one hour with the beast. One of them is wounded in the head and appears to die. Now I believe that that's probably going to be this Louis, or this guy that looks like him. Daily wind was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. They worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Now, how is it that can worship the beast and the dragon? That's a very important key. Look at it again. They worshipped the dragon, which gave power to the beast, and they worshipped the beast. So they worshipped the dragon and worshipped the beast. But that's at this point, that's not two people. That's one. In other words, apparently the Antichrist is wounded, not necessarily in the head, but he is one of the ten global region or regional rulers. And he is wounded, and either he dies or he appears to die. Either one will do the trick. And when he comes back, that's when Lucifer comes into his body. That's when he's cast out of heaven, comes down into the body of the false, excuse me, of the beast or the Antichrist. And that's the reason when you worship the Antichrist after the midpoint, you'll be worshiping Lucifer directly. That's when the mark of the beast is required by all people on earth. Because that's what the devil wants. He wants to sit on the throne of God showing himself that he is God. That's his whole objective and his existence to be worshipped like God. They worship the beast. Who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 42 months. Now, the reason we know this guy is going to be really good, really a smooth talker, is because God gives him that ability. It's a test. It's a test for all of God's people. Can they see the beast, hear the beast, but resist the beast? And if they do, they're called an overcomer. And there's eight blessings for the overcomers. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. The blasphemy his name is tabernacle in them that dwell in heaven. Okay, what does that mean? He's not just talking about the church. He's talking bad about God and everything in the Bible because that's what he hates. It was given him to make war with the saints, that's us, and to overcome them. Why? Because it is a test. It's a test. And that's the reason there's no pre-trib rapture. A pre-trib rapture is saying, oh, Jesus is not going to test us. Yes, Jesus is going to test us all. It's a misunderstanding of Scripture. And if you were taught pre-trib rapture, then I'm sorry, you should get my book, How Pre-Trib One, prophecyclub.com, How Pre-Trib One. Explains it all. It was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred tongues and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names were not written in the book of life from the lamb, uh, lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Meaning, don't count on your friends, neighbors, relatives, church friends, business friends, work friends, getting saved when the trouble hits. 
There was another prophecy that says when the trouble hits, most of them won't get saved. I'm saying now is the time for you to start talking to people you love to get them saved. Now, this is the verse that I least like in the whole Bible. These two verses. I don't like them. But you better know what they mean. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Means, if you turn people over to the new world order, if you turn people over to the beast, over those people that are requiring the mark of the beast, then you will be turned over to the mark of the beast too. And here's the part I don't like. And he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience and faith of the saints. Now, being a Texan, you know, we Texans like our shooting irons. And we, we don't like to be pushed around. I don't think that's true with most Christians, too. But this is saying if they're coming after you specifically because you're a Christian, specifically because you have not taken the mark of the beast, you are not to kill them. I told you I didn't like it. I read it again. I didn't write the stuff. That's what it says. He that killeth with the sword. See, Revelation 13 is in the time of the world government. This is specifically talking about the time where, where we're in the middle or the last half of the tribulation. This is when Lucifer has come down and inhabited the body of the beast or the Antichrist. The mark of the beast is required by all people that want to buy or sell. He specifically says, when the great Christian purge takes place and they come after us to kill us, because we do not have the mark of the beast, it's saying, if you kill them with a the sword, you'll be killed with a sword. He's saying, don't kill them. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you, you know, I'm just the delivery boy here. That's what it says. It says, here's his patience and faith of the saints. Now, that word patience doesn't mean don't rev the motor trying to make the, uh, the red light turn green. It, it doesn't mean hold your mouth. Or hold your tongue. It means don't fall away from Jesus. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. This is your false prophet. The other one came up out of the sea. That's the people. This one comes up out of the earth, meaning religious. Nevertheless, he's still of the devil. Two horns like a lamb. He appears to be kind and soft, but he speaks directly from Lucifer. He exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and he causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, or the Antichrist, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth on the side of men. So apparently when he's in the presence of the Antichrist, anytime he wants to, he can just probably raise his hand or maybe just speak and there's a big lightning bolt, or maybe it's a laser, or something. maybe it's, I don't know. But he uses this to deceive them which dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. There's another scripture that says those, those three spirits like frogs came out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the false prophet. These were the spirits of devils working miracles going forth into the kings of the earth and to the whole world to deceive them, to gather them to, the, to that great battle or the battle of Armageddon. So in the last days, the devil uses miracles to deceive us. So just because they're able to do miracles is not proof it's of God. 
He had power to do this inside of the beast, saying to them that dwell in the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Now, here you go. I have long thought that the image of the beast would be a half man, half fallen angel. I've also thought for a long time that he would somehow be connected electronically to the computer network that has all accumulated knowledge of mankind and plus Lucifer. In other words, it has, it's a computer that has all known no knowledge. I mean, that is what Adam and Eve were after when they ate of the fruit. They wanted the tree of knowledge. They want knowledge. Then we have Vicky Parnell come along and also Jason Meeks and they were specifically shown that in these laboratories they're working to come up with something like a uh, oh what's the Marvel figure what's his Wolverine remember Wolverine was half metal half man and also the Terminator was half metal half man so in my opinion and based upon all the information I have Apparently, this image of the beast, yes, it's going to be half man, half Lucifer, flesh part, but it's also going to have some kind of metal parts to it, but it will be connected to the computer that has all known knowledge in it and that image. Then, if you look at it, we'll speak. Here, let me go to the next page. Which they had life to give in the image of the beast, and it would speak and cause, speak and cause means this, whatever it is that's not 100% human, it can speak and it issues orders. It speaks and gives cause, as many of us not worship, the image of the beast should be killed. So everybody has got to worship this image. Should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Now, I know I've gone long, but this last part, you don't want to miss. I'm going to keep going. From Disney's classic movie, Nightmare Before Christmas, notice the mayor uh, for Halloween Town's left eye is a swirl. Well, what did this verse say? His number is 600, three score, and six. I believe that the swirl is representing a six within a six within a six, or a swirl, or a nested 666. You see it again here. As you know, Disney, in my opinion, is one of the worst things you can let your children watch. The night before Christmas, once again, we see this, and I think it's subtle. Now, let me just say, I cannot say for certain I cannot say that even Disney is a bad outfit. I've heard, I've done a lot of research, a lot of people say it is, but I've not done the research. And I cannot say that for sure that they know and understand that that is the mark of the beast and that it is evil and that they're putting it forth. It could be that it's just a doodling. Could be just a decoration. It could be that they don't know what they're doing. But on the other hand, it could be that they know exactly what they're doing. And there's more. This is an ancient coin, and what do you see on it? Another version of it. What do you see on it? This is that same symbol, 666. It may have a few more spirals to it, but it's essentially the same thing. And 
it's put in the very worst places. So this is supposed to be a Christian children's book. In the beginning, well, first of all, Noah's Ark is not in the beginning, but nevertheless. So I actually took pictures with my cell phone of some of the pages in the children's book. And look what I see. Look what I see in a child's book all over. Again, I believe that that's a 666 symbol. Now, I cannot say that these people know it. However, there was an after-school Satan club, and this was the drawing that they put on their website. So do you think there's something to that? Do you think it's just an accident? Satanic temple, Satanic temple, after-school Satan club, and the right eye has that same. Look at, here's again, why this is bewitched. The right eye looks the same way. And I also got myself some coffee, and I look down, and look what's all over. Look closely at that bag. It's all over the bag. Here was a Christmas tree in Grapevine, Texas, and what did you see? This was on uh, the mask Singer. This was the mask that a singer was wearing. And this was, oh my goodness, I don't know, some store had this up on their door. And this was on my watch. I guess I pushed the wrong button on my watch. I don't have it on right now. And this came up and I thought, what? So I quickly took a picture of it. <laughs> this is on the wall. I was seeing it in a store. I saw this in a, in a hotel. Saw this as I ordered a Mexican plate. I think this was at Rose's Cafe. Now again, maybe, maybe these are just doodlings. Maybe it's just drawings. Maybe, maybe it doesn't mean anything. On the other hand, maybe it does mean something. Now, this is a picture of my book, but in the foreground, it has a picture of a soda. This is the dress part of Pope Benedict. Now, this is what we believe from several different sources. The spiral on the left is the number, or 666 of the beast. And then, according to three different people who have seen it in dreams, this is what the mark of the beast looks like. Number of his name, mark of the beast. So what I would suggest you do is get this to all of your friends. And if you have not, you need to ask Jesus to forgive your sins. He's the only one that can. Ask Jesus to forgive your sins, come into your life, and to save you from the trouble that is coming. Today, we live in unsettling times. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do when food is no longer on the shelves? I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients have been packaged for immediate use or long-term storage. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen to order today. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Terry Saka of cornerstoneassetmetals.com. So why should people call you today? Well, we were a unipolar world where the dollar dominated world reserve currency. Now we are a multipolar world where Russia, China, and commodities are going to dominate. And with Russia now moving to a petrol gold, this is the time we need to protect our assets with our own gold and silver and not the U.S. dollar. Absolutely. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Give them a call, start a dialogue, open an account, start visiting, and decide what's best for you and your family. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Next is, I'll send you to EMPShield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, 
it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, okay? And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel that off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase nuclear, nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them all. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY.